Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dad to the Bone, where two dads sit around, talk about dad stuff, incorporate words like I got my drip on today, to keep it moving. What up, Sam? How you doing? <laughs> Why are you going to do that to me? I don't know, man. I don't know. Listen, before we went on, before we went on the air, Quinn, uh, Quinn told me he's like, "Yo, I used drip in a sentence today." I did. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> That's so awesome. I don't know if I'm trying too hard or what, but it, it no, man, you know what? You can. Know, it's it's you, man. It's you. You do you, boo. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, what's going on with you? Let's move on from this quickly. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just noticing my drip right now that I've been <laughs> I've been wearing this yellow hat like in every episode. I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not like I, I, I like only I'm, wear it the days you record or something. But I I wear this yellow hat I think in every single one of our recordings this whole season. I'm not laughing, but in my mind, I just like went through all the episodes. <laughs> And I really do. I really think I, I think my drip is mustard this year. <laughs> hey, hey, we're probably I'm gonna try and use drip as much as I can this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and that was how the story of how the word drip died. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, check it. Check it. What you got? You got the table topics? I got table topic. Table mm -hmm. topics, yo. If you don't have table topics, oh my gosh, I held it right up and didn't even plan. That. I know it's dirty. Like it's I know, I know. But, you got to run it up there, man. I didn't even get it like sideways or anything. Table topics, you should get them. My kids and I, we talk about it at dinner. It's incredible. Check it out. You can't. When we have HD cameras, you got to like stop. <laughs> I got to like, back up a little bit. Well, HD cameras, they just they got good definition. Oh yeah, I got I got like crumbs and stuff in there. Anyway, check it. <laughs> Listen, it sits on my table all the time, all right? I got I six know. kids. I got I'm six sorry. kids. I know. All right, here's the question. You ready for this? What's up? If your entire family had to move to a new country, mm. where would you pick to move to? Wakanda. Does that have to be real? I was going to say, I don't know if it has to be real or not. All right, well, I'm moving to Wakanda. That's that's your final answer is Wakanda? Yeah, I'm in a mood today, so we'll go Wakanda. But if I had to pick a second place, it would be uh, Australia. Really? Well... You know, I think mine would be Australia too, and I've never even been there. Studied abroad in Australia. It's a uh, it's different pace. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of paradise. Not gonna lie to you. Is it really? See, I, that's what I think too. I mean, like, if nothing else, I just want to hear those people talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. You know, bad. you gotta be careful though, because like you know, everywhere you go in the world, there are people who have like a stronger accent than others, and you'll like find try you get caught up. Trying to be cool, and you'll be like, "Oh, what, what, what? Oh, yeah, 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 okay." <laughs> like you don't know if they're like being nice or offending you, so you right. you gotta you gotta play it cool if you don't truly understand the, the dialogue, yeah. So. Just roll with it. Yeah, just roll. Just with use it. the word drip, and they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't use the word drip. <laughs> don't use the word drip because you. Hey, I'm looking for like a new shirt. I'm trying to like. Get my drip all crispy. You know where I could. Uh... So you use you use that wrong. You don't get your drip crispy. <laughs> oh, welcome to Dad to the Bone, where two dads sit around, show that they're not cool enough. <laughs> Prove how uncool we actually are. Oh man, it's like it's like I think it's like asking the kids if they wear Stacy Adams. They're gonna be like, "What? Who's like, she? Who's who's Stacy? Where's where's she at?" <laughs> Oh, oh, that's so funny, yo! So we have a we have a guest with us uh, today that we're excited about. Um, he has two children, and so we're excited to talk about that. He's a dad of he's a dad two times over, and he is in the education. He's in the business of education, so he is currently an instructional coach in DPS, Detroit Public Schools. But we found out earlier that he, his actual title what was it? A master teacher. Master teacher. I mean. That's. I wonder if he could like throw the word sensei in between that and be like, "I'm the master sensei teacher." Well, like I, if he had business cards, uh, I wonder if that's an option because that would be that would take it to a whole new level. I think that just means he's nothing to mess with. 
Uh, so. Right. Well, I mean, you'll see in a second. He's, he, he ain't nothing to mess, mess with that anyway. But, you know, he's got uh, a teaching experience. He's got administration experience, uh, working in the schools, all of that. He's from the west side of Detroit. So I won't hold that against him because I'm from the east side of Detroit. He grew up just outside of uh, Rosedale Park. You're from you're from more the west side, aren't you, Quinn? Yeah. Eight mile. Kind of. What side? Yeah, all you're day. west side. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah, yeah, not east side, west side, all day. I'm from the east side, man. I'm like, I'm like seven mile in Kelly, like Novara yeah. Street. Like, I'm I'm east side, far east side. But um, he's been married to his wife Lisa for the last twelve years. So he's been married for twelve. How long have you been married, Quinn? Uh, why you, well, on on the spot, you know your wife's watching. Why you me on the spot, Sam. You know your wife's uh, watching. <laughs> How long have you been married? Uh, ten uh, plus blissful. In wonderful years, Sam. Plus, does that mean 11, 12, or 13, or does that mean 10 and some change? I mean, stop talking to me, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the guest on. Oh, I hit my computer. <laughs> That's awesome. I've been married. Let me see. Oh, crap. I've been married. I've been, I've been married like 13 years, man. There you go. I got married in 2008. That's awesome. a long time ago. We were babies back then. But he's been married for 12 years to his wife, Lisa. And, uh, you know, one of his favorite things is to see his, him and his wife's like mannerisms come alive in their children. Do you do you guys see that? I, I get that oh, all the time. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you are <laughs> you are yeah. your mother, right? Yeah. When I when I see my my kids be like very like I'm a very like you know my my mind's just very logistical and to see my wife, uh, not my wife, but to see my oldest daughter do that too. I'm like, hey, hey, I do that. Sometimes I'm like, I know why you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm like. Oh, that's cute. And sometimes I'm like, ooh, is that how that sounds? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, let's bring him in here. His name is Eugene Ruffin. Um, welcome, I, I welcome. mean, if, if, if I grew up with Eugene Ruffin, it would be Mean Gene or it would be oh, yeah. uh, Eugene Ruff, Ruff, Ruffin, you know, Dog Pound in Session. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd have all kinds of names for it. Gene, I think he goes by it's Gene, right? Yeah, yeah he goes Gene. by Gene. Yeah, I dream yeah. of Genie. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of mean jeans though. I mean, that 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 was that's that's low hanging fruit. I didn't mind it so much that's you know, as, as a, <laughs> as a uh, WWF now WWE uh, fan. I didn't mind it so much. You yeah, know, but yeah, like mean jean that that was that was the go to. That was that's pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie to you, mean jean, because I respect that. We often talk about wrestling on here, and I always go to one of my favorite from that era. Well. I had you you know probably know two of my three. I bet you can guess two of my my three favorite. I'm gonna just let you guess because okay. you, know, you tell me. You already you can probably guess. Uh from that era. From that era is Let's Hulk Hogan I, one of them. Who? Hulk Hogan. Is that one of them? Uh no. Nah. But yeah, we'll throw him in as honorable mention. Okay. Uh come on, Q. Who are your favorite? Don't do us like this. I thought, okay, just okay. Hint, here's a hint. Think think culturally. Black wrestlers. Oh, Junkyard dog. dog, easy. That What's was the second one. Coco Beware. Yep, got him. That, that's two. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, third oh, one. You're got. saying sexual chocolate. Am I out of touch here or what? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was what D'Lo Brown or whatever. Wasn't that his name? D'Lo, D'Lo. No, Man, my third D-Lo favorite. Brown. That's a different era. One, uh, Mark Henry is an Olympic world champion. I don't know why everyone mm-hmm. about sexual chocolate. Um, <laughs> my third one was uh, Ravishing Rick, Rick Rude. Rude. Okay. That was my yeah, yeah. So nice. Okay. <laughs> right, well, Gene, tell us about you, man. Tell us what what do you do? What are you passionate about? Tell us about your kids. Tell us the whole deal. Tell us about you. Uh, I am passionate about obviously about education. Um, I do believe that's my that's. That's my sweet spot. That's my calling. That's my um, gift. I'm also passionate about sports. Um, I'm starting actually to get back into wrestling just because, like, slowly, just because my son, who's three, Jonah, um, he happened to see, so he watches videos where these kids play with toys. I know it's a product placement type deal on YouTube, but he's watching it. And they're playing with WWE toys, so he's starting to get into that. And then, yeah. ironically enough, so is Ava. So it's like you know, y'all are talking my language now. Like I, yeah. I that's that's it for me. But yeah, yeah, definitely a huge sports fan. Um, another thing I'm passionate about. I'm an I'm an English teacher, like at my core. And one of the things I like about it is the reading and the stories, certain stories. 
but I hated reading when I was a kid. And my parents actually got me into reading by like feeding me literally like comic books all the time. Like those were my first like chapter books, if you will. And so to this day, I mean, whether it's DC, whether it's Marvel, even though Marvel is kind of like out in the lead, if you will, I'm definitely into those uh, types of uh, films. I'm definitely a sci-fi person. That's, that's just, yeah, that's just me. So yeah, but sports, sci-fi movies, books, um, graphic novels, wrestling. <laughs> that's what's uh, up. Anything I, I gotta, you get into, that's what I'm doing, man. That's 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 just the the, the run of it right there. I gotta ask Sam, you can pull us back on track. And I just gotta ask it because you know he threw it out there, so I'm gonna ask it. Ask Marvel getting weird, or are they staying true to true to form? Say it again. Are the Marvel movies getting weird or are they staying true to form? Um it depends on the title, honestly. I think overall, answering your question, I think they're true to form. They try to stick to the uh, to the uh, content material that's already there, but it, it depends, man. Because like Doctor Strange was strange for real. Like, like it was okay, but it wasn't just it wasn't what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And then you have a character like Thor, where it started that way, and then by the time you get to the latest uh, rendition of Thor, it's like I've been waiting on that dude the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, do you do you do you watch like the the Marvel ones that are coming out on like Disney Plus and all that? Like, I do. The Falcon and Winter Soldier and all that stuff. I do. Um, and Wait, my wife it? and my wife is actually, um, you know, she's she's kind of in tow with me when we're watching them, and my daughter. Yeah. Uh, right. Falcon and the Winter. WandaVision was great. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that could have been a movie. That was just well done. Yeah. That was well done. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. I watched, I tried to watch WandaVision, man. WandaVision I watched was like good. the first two episodes, and I was like, yeah. this is the dumbest thing ever. But I guess in number three is when it gets cool. Yeah, you got to hang in there. Yeah, that's true. I would agree yeah. with that. They pay people for being patient with WandaVision. Like, you have to, like, you had to watch one and two knowing something good was going to happen. Yes. Yes, I would agree with that. So Quinn is on your level with the Marvel stuff and all that. I I go in tow with other people that are watching it. I'm not that I don't I don't know like I like to go with people that are into it and that have read the comics because they're like, oh, and they see like little Easter eggs and they yeah. explain it to me during the movie. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never known that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's true, but Gene, you'll appreciate this. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know, um, there's going to be another there. I, I guess they're going to do another Captain America movie. Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. With That's the same I'm guy or a different I'm Captain not saying America? anything else. I'm just saying it's going to be another one. Huh. I like that setup. I think that was a good teaser right there. I think <laughs> that, that forces you to kind of get in there, Sam. Well, listen, I, just let me know when it comes out and I'll go. I mean, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm down. Just let me know. <laughs> So as so you work, how long have you been working in DPS? It's my first year, actually. I've spent most of my career in education um, in charter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, what's the difference, for people who don't know, what's the difference between, like, charter schools and public schools? All right. So one, like, huge difference, honestly, is in public schools, you have a union. Um, mm-hmm. In charter schools... I don't want to like oversimplify and neither do I want to cast dispersions on charter schools because the one the yeah. district that I came from was really good. Yeah. But but nevertheless, um, where there's curriculum changes, where there's policy changes, things like that in charter, you just kind of go with the flow, you know, per your, you know, contractual agreement. Yeah. Whereas in public schools, um, you have a union, there are things that are voted on. So uh, most recently and there was lots of questions that I asked and things like that in light of the pandemic. Like, what does that look like in terms of um, my job as an instructional coach? And at the same time, there is a um, one class of students that I do have. Like, what does that what does that look like in trying to be safe and trying to be provide a quality education, but still be put in a position where all parties involved are safe? Yeah. Well, in Detroit public schools, 
it was voted upon in your union that you had the option whether you could teach virtually or you could teach face to face. I did both. I started off face to face and then, you know, as the numbers increased, you know, we were kind of forced to go um, virtually. But that's just again, not not to overcomplicate it. That's just one aspect of it. And then yeah. we're talking about Detroit Public Schools. It's the largest public school district uh, in the state. Yeah. So you got kids that live in the neighborhood. Typically, they live in the neighborhood and go to the school, you know, that's right up the block. You know, they ride yeah. their bikes, if they ride their bikes still, or walk. Some still get dropped off, but most kids, they walk to school, you know. So does that create Does that create a, a sort of a uh... – like a community feel within the school since it it's like, since it's like, it's the neighborhood and that's the school in the neighborhood right. and all the kids live together and go to school together and all that. Does that create a different dynamic? It, man, it does, man, because um, it is the neighborhood school. Um, you know, the people that worship at the church across the street uh, from the school that I'm at, if they have kids, their kids go to that school. Um, yeah. All kinds of kids walking from different places. So, with the few kids that were in the building um, after school, just the, you know, you're handing out a homework assignment or I'm in a meeting with another teacher that gave out a homework assignment. They walked back to school to go pick up what they needed. Yeah. You know, and, and not that there still there aren't students that are still bust, but just because it's a neighborhood school, an overwhelming majority of the kids, I would imagine, you know, as um, my wife would say, you know, when the world was still open, one of the words prior to the pandemic, I would yeah. imagine I would have saw even more um, kids doing that. But yeah, because this is a school in the neighborhood, most kids come from that neighborhood. They know each other. The parents know each other. You got families that go to that school. So you yeah. brother, sister, cousin, all of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Community is that yeah. community is there. And you know, it's something, quite honestly, I think it's something that's becoming a little bit more rare as uh, people just have more opportunities and more choices. And so from like, <clears throat> from an, um, your role and just being a dad, like, you know, we've asked other folks who work in the um, DPS, I, I think it was Josh Spire, was he DPS? Yeah. He <laughs> anyway. You uh, did say it right. No, he was at a charter school in Detroit, I'm pretty okay. sure. All right. Um, so you know when you when you when you're dealing with kids like mm -hmm. at that level like I don't know does it does it feel how is the connection different there for you to them versus you you know in the, in a different environment you know like or is there a difference you know I'm thinking about that community aspect and how it you know like you said they might walk back up to the school and grab something where you know it was in other situations that might not be the case yeah for me um, it's no different. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of getting to know uh, the families of students. I'm a big supporter now in my other role of as best I can getting to know um, the teachers that I'm um, working with for the purpose of when I build that professional rapport first, and then that allows you know, if I'm honored to have the courtesy of getting to know them a little bit, same with students, same with families. It just, it makes the work more worthwhile. It makes the work, um, honestly, a lot easier because you know my intentions. Like, I don't, there's there's no, like, we may not be the best of friends, but I don't have to hold any punches when it comes to what your kid is or not doing, or as I'm working with, collaborating with another teacher, I don't have to hold any punches and they don't either. We can kind of like leave our cards um, on the table knowing that I care about you and you care about me. And, and I know that sounds uh, very, uh, it can sound very idealistic, but so far, um, honestly, it's worked. It's definitely worked for me. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. So, you know, Quinn has kids in school. I have kids in school. Um, we're both pretty involved dads as, as that goes. But how how important would you say it is for dads to engage in their kids' education and in, in their kids' school life and not just be like, oh, yeah, that's that's something mom handles? Man, listen, <laughs> I didn't really get that until I had 
my daughter Ava because growing up that's how it was like my my mother or my older sister they kind of like well you know my family calls me junior because i'm named after my father like junior has you know this scheduled for this time and this time this parent teacher conference on this day oh he's got a basketball game this day or over here he's a part of this club that's happening and like my mom kept up with all that my father would come and he would participate but it like wasn't his thing to really like be an active participant and when i had uh when lisa and i had ava and i'm, I'm not gonna lie it was like that at first like because this is what i know it's like lisa you can take you can take care of that i'm gonna be there i'm gonna show up but as she's also in education and then our once i crossed over to administration and she was an administrator it's like yeah everybody better have a calendar that stuff needs to be on the calendar you gotta you have to know what's going on because it's my turn to pick up so true story and still answer the question i was late maybe like five ten minutes not really late picking up ava from something that i thought lisa was going to attend and just seeing my daughter freak out like i thought you were going to leave me you weren't going to come get me it's like yeah that's yeah. done <laughs> don't say that man. what's going on like that's yeah, that's that's done i'm on top of it so yeah yeah that feeling man that feeling when your kids are like that i've i've been there i've been you know speeding <laughs> through traffic, yeah, man. trying yeah. to get there to be there pull up right on time perfectly you know probably got been being chased because <laughs> who knows what I've been blown through. I but yeah, man, that, that's important to be there for your kids. So that's awesome that you, you talk about that. Yeah. Now, how here, I have a question. So you said Lisa is also an educator. You're an educator. You're both. You know, how do you got? How does that sort of? How does that shape and influence the way that you guys parent at home? Because at school. It's like, you know, you're Mr. Ruffin, she's Mrs. Ruffin or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's like this, there's like this teacher student sort of dynamic. But then when you get home, how does that sort of shape? Like, do you guys have to be careful to not be like Mr. and Mrs. Ruffin to your kids when you're at home? <laughs> or like, does it shift? Or how does that work? I do. I'll put it that way. I do when it comes to Ava Jones 3. But yeah. when it comes to Ava, yes, I do. Like, I have to be very mindful. Like, she's my kid. She's my daughter. Yeah. So I can't, the way and the manner in which I would approach, you know, some of the knuckleheads in the middle school, like, I can't do that with, like, I'm still daddy. And so yeah. it's kind of, have to, I have to dial it back. Easy, Lisa just does it, like, real smooth, real easy. It's like breathing for her. For me, it's like, I got to. Cause again, I'm in a middle school, like the great majority of my career, I've been with the kids that are like right at puberty or they're like literally going Oof. through it. So uh, they smell, they make stupid decisions. And it's <laughs> like, I've been there though. Like I've done some of that same dumb stuff. And I'm not just talking about the fellas either. Young ladies yeah. too. Like, I've been there. Like I've done yeah. that. And so, um, and treating them with a level of compassion to the point, to the question you're asking, the point that I'm trying to make it, I have to be mindful to have that same level of compassion, not that my dog. Yeah, man, I understand what he was talking about when it comes to compassion and stuff like that. When I have it with my kids, um, welcome back, Gene. I was just picking up where you left off. Um, I feel you because, you know, dealing with um, family and kids and like dealing with, with the public. So, you know, this isn't like my normal uh, nine to five. I'm a, a financial yeah. advisor and, you know, you provide people with so much patience and so much of yourself and so much forgiveness. And it's like when you come home sometimes, I know for me, um, I'm a little short. I'm a little burnt out from being courteous yeah. all day and, exactly. uh, you know. Uh, you know, a little bit more sharper. So I have to remind myself that like, this is what's important. Yeah. Like, those people you dealt with that you gave uh, an infinite amount of uh, patience to bring that home, bring that energy home and yeah. don't snap. Don't, you know, give them that love and that patience that, you know, the people you gave who you knew didn't deserve it and you knew they were wrong, but you were still like, okay, but yeah. 
So, yeah, man, but finish your thought. Yeah, I, I was just simply saying she's mine. You know, it, it's it's one thing to care about someone else's kid as if they're mine. God bless me with her. Like, she's she, she's mine. So I, I just have to be mindful to just dial that down, turn that off, make sure that, you know, I have a, a lot of patience and a listening ear just to let her, and she's a girl, you know, at that. She's my, my, my little girl at that. And it's like, yo, I, I just need you to know daddy's here. Like, regardless, daddy's here. Yes. Listen, this isn't church. But yes, listen, <laughs> I, I got three little baby girls and, um, you know, I always like hug them, want them to know that I love yeah. them and let them know that all three of them are very special and uniquely special. And, yeah. you know, and it's my attempt to keep these knuckleheads away from my home. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, it's genuine too. It's genuine. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm facetious when I say, but I'm not facetious, but. I mean, I want them to feel <laughs> truly loved and cared for and like special, for sure. and not, you know. And sometimes, man, that's it's I mean, if we're being honest, sometimes that's not the easiest move either, because I find myself like, you know, coaching teams or whatever or hanging out with my kids, friends or whatever. And oftentimes I'll show more patience to other people's kids than I will to my own kids. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, you know, if I'm dealing with, with kids that are being whiny or whatever and like sports teams, whatever, I'm like, come on, man. Like, it's all right. Let's go. And then my kids are being whiny. I'm like, yo, hey. stop. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a struggle. That, don't, that can't come easy, man. No. No, that no. comes with practice. Definitely. Yeah. And experience. Yeah. Shoof. Man. And now Ava, Ava's how old? Nine? Ava's nine. Yeah. So she, what grade is she going into? She will be going into the fourth grade. Oh, okay. So you got time till middle school. My oldest is going into middle school next year. Quinn, your oldest is not going into middle school yet, is she? No, she'll be going into fifth grade next year. But you know, keep in mind, she's a girl. So, yeah. Yeah. Oof. yeah. Yeah. And fourth grade and fifth grade, I mean, let's be honest. it That's where things start. Like, exactly. That's, exactly. The, that's the turning point. It's not. You know, because like now I'm, I'm I'm just watching the TV shows and I'm like, what in the what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got boyfriends now on the TV shows. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm like Disney. You can have a boyfriend on the Disney show now. Yeah. Oh no no no! Bubble guppies all the way. All, all, the time. Back. all the time. Yeah, they're going in for first kisses and everything, and it's like, like no, nah, I'm not. No, I'm not ready for that. No. Not yet. Not yet. Ain't nobody. Nobody. Ain't none that. No. But I think you're I think you're onto something with the girl thing though because like, you know there there is a big difference between the girls in my oldest son's class and the boys in my oldest son's class. The girls are all passing notes. Oh, this girl thinks you're cute, and all the guys are like, Nah, man, I want to play football and basketball, and girls are gross. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. a there's a different dynamic going on at least still in fifth grade. Who knows who knows what's yeah. gonna happen next year in sixth grade. Well, guys, let's talk about girls too. Since we t since it's turned into a girl that episode, I'm gonna just go in because I got all girls. So, Gene, forgive me. I'm with it. I got three girls. I'm good. I think I think we generalize girls as being on the same curve, and I think they're not because I see it with my my kids' friends. Some of their friends are fast, and for what, what for some of uh, for folks watching, what fast means is like you know they want to do more adult things a little bit sooner than they should be like they want to you know wear the things that are a little bit more for older girls and and listen to the music a little bit for more like they just they're moving a little bit too fast so it's just the, the slang is you say they fast and and i see it with some of our friends where we're like nah you're you're a child like be a child you don't want bills and debt and <laughs> just be cool yeah i think i think girls go through similar peer pressure to boys too it just comes from a different angle Cause I see my daughters going through it and I'm, I'm always constantly reminding them to like, just be you. You don't, that's not you. Like that's them. That don't have to be you. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree, man. So my dad, so I'm one of seven and I have four sisters. I have four sisters. So what we're talking about and that very thought, like that was my mom and my dad's conversations all the time when it came to my sisters. And then in the absence of my father, then that fell on me and my older brother. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a. <clears throat> I mean, that's a. It's a. It's it's with that with with guys too. To be honest, like, because my two oldest are boys, and then I have a girl, and then I have another boy, and then I have two more girls. Mm-hmm. And with the two oldest boys, they're coming home, and their friends are watching certain things and doing certain things, and. My kids are asking when they're getting a cell phone. I'm like, bro, never, like never. When you get a job to pay for that cell phone, you can get a cell phone, you know? But it's like <clears throat> things are happening. That, that's a weird dynamic to kind of to handle is, you know, all my friends are doing this, but then you're like, nah, yeah, but mm, yeah, let's pump the brakes Ooh. a little bit, you know? Hey, this is a perfect Gene, you are the perfect guy to talk to because you're kind of like our man behind the scenes. Like, because you see – well, we don't see because we drop them off and you see what happens when the training wheels are off and mom and daddy are not there to be like, hey, let me let me see you send this on your phone. So, I mean, honestly, how does that play out? How do you how are you seeing that playing out? Because, you know, we we know conversations are being had at home by some people and by not. But how does that play out in the social experiment of peers amongst peers that you see? First, with the fellas, it's like. Game recognized game, like dude. I I know that game. I've done that. I know where you're going with this when it comes to this particular young lady or these young ladies, because you know it could be the group of friends or whatever. Um, and then with with the girls, whether we're talking fast girls, and I loved your definition by the way, that was spot on. Um, whether we're talking about the fast girls who are one way with their parents, because all kids, I did it. Pretty sure you did too. You reinvent yourself when you're not in the presence of your parents, right? You you, you turn into your alter ego, if you will. <laughs> oh yeah. But, yeah, but uh, they don't think know, we know, but I know. <laughs> I do, man. In my job, I do. As a dean of students, formerly, um, even in my role now, I do. Um, even for that short bit of time we were face to face, I do. It's just you, you're watching it just kind of unfold. He likes her. She likes him. He's not quite sure. You just, you are literally watching this, uh, like Degrassi High episode <laughs> unravel, like right in front of you, and you just want to tell the young man, like, nah, dog, that's not the move. Or you want to tell the young lady, like, sweetheart, if he likes you, he'll, you know, let you know, or he'll talk to you. You, you just kind of watch it unfold. And from my vantage point and what I've done is I will candidly never, never take the dignity away from the kid, joke a little bit, but never take their dignity or embarrassing them in front of their friend. But I'll have a conversation with mom and dad, depending upon the type of relationship we have. And if it's another dad, especially, and we're talking about girls, it's like, look, bro, old boy right here, nice guy. But I'm just saying you might want to, you know, if if it's a little boy named Reggie calling, you know, she she texting Reggie, that's Reggie. That's all I'm saying. Like that's, that's, that's you know, just doing another courtesy from one dad to another. That's 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 him. But yeah, man, I see it all the time, and and it primarily just kind of unravels because you know they're not quite they like each other or whatever, not quite sure of how to just be. And then all the drama and all the, all the pretending, all the, you know, just everything just kind of takes place. And then you throw social media into that. Oof, man. Oof. Here you go. Yeah. How's, how's that impacting? Uh, like, you know, we always talk about it here, but I honestly haven't truly experienced it yet. And I, mm-hmm. I'm scared because I know it's around the corner. Like I felt, you know, back in the day, Bullying used to be the big kids or like the, the angry yeah. kids. The ki- yeah. you know, honestly, a lot of times it was the small kids who were angry, but the big kids really didn't have <laughs> big fellas. Like let's be honest, I was a big fella. We we were we were like angry, but it wasn't like you weren't beating up people because people weren't really trying to beat you up. So right, uh, right. but I, I don't know how bullying is so different now because they they do have the little chat groups and the mm-hmm. burner accounts and everything. Mm-hmm. And, yep, you know how. Does that do you guys see that impact in the kids and like they're, the they're not telling their parents? All the time. So and so said something that they shouldn't have said. So and so sent a young lady sent a young man, believe it or not, or vice versa, something that was uh inappropriate. It didn't necessarily have to be 
uh, a picture or whatever of themselves, just something that's completely inappropriate, something that was said inappropriate. And then one of the parents happens to be checking their kid's account. You can have it, but I still need to see your phone and all of this. And they see it. And then they came to my office. And then it's like, here we go. It didn't happen at school. So unless it's truly having an effect on what's happening in this building, I can only go so far. But yeah, man, that happened so much because somebody said something, sent something inappropriate, whatever. And one of the parents found out. And then from there, it was just a, and then when it came to the kids, just being honest, now I don't like her anymore because she's a snitch or, you know, all this other silly stuff, man. When what was said and done was just, you know, kind of inappropriate and everybody was out of pocket anyway. So here's my question for you. If you're, you're saying you got like certain rapport with certain parents and stuff mm -hmm. and you can go talk to them and all that. So what for some, maybe for some of our dads listening who, um, might not have that kind of rapport with their teachers yeah. or with their kids' teachers. What are what are some tips or some ways, you know, that you've experienced? What are some ways that that we as parents can sort of engage with our kids' teachers a little better? Like, what are some ways that we can engage with them? Because, like you said, um, you know, it, I, maybe you said this. I think you said this. Where it needs to be a bridge between the parents and mm -hmm. the teachers, kind of coming yep. at education and coming at their developing child together. Cause I mean, kids spend, you know, more time at school than they do anywhere else. They do. At least when the world is not broken, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and so how do we as parents partner with our kids teachers to get the best result and look out for the best interest of the children so that in reality, the teacher can feel comfortable coming to us and saying, yo, that's Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, How yeah. do we posture ourselves in that way? What's a, What are some ways that would make it easier for us to do that sort of thing? I like that word, too. How do we posture ourselves in that way? Yeah. So what I would suggest, simply, beyond knowing the teacher's uh, name, beyond that, like, being proactive and whether things are well, or you are starting to see like my kid is struggling, whether it be the, the content from the class that the teacher teaches or whatever, or as we're talking about different social dynamics through the social experiment, um, you are being proactive as a dad, as a parent, just how is my child doing um, in your class? And also treating uh, educators like not just allowing them to see your humanity as uh, a parent, but treating them just as a person beyond just this is my son or my daughter or my children's uh, teacher. Hey, how you doing today? Yeah. How's it going? You know, simple conversations that just kind of spark. All, it, it sparks all kinds of other conversations that lends itself that much organically to just getting to know and building that rapport um, with your child's teacher. I've done that with, and I still do it with my um, my, ch my child, Ava's teachers. I've done that with, when Jonah was in daycare. Yeah. Um, and I still do that, as I said, with teachers that I work with and with the students and their parents. Um, yeah. No, just how you doing? And see, I think, I think that sometimes might take like a, reprogramming because I remember the first time yeah. I saw my 10th grade English teacher outside the context of school and I was like wait a second yeah, you exist yeah. outside of school yeah man like, you're like not we grow up with that mentality but I think we still kind of think that about our kids teachers as well it's like oh yeah you live at school <laughs> you know yeah yeah like like they're not like we are not or the, you know your child's teachers are not human beings it's just you know right. hey how, you know, yeah. how you doing? And, and like I said, just being proactive with those conversations regarding um, your own children, let alone mm -hmm. when things pop off and now it's like, okay, here's what I'm hearing or whatever, yeah. but you've already, you got some skin in the game. So it's just kind of like, okay, now we can have a different type of conversation. There's, there's no uh, presumptions about what it is that I'm trying to get at. I'm just, I'm just talking to you as, you know, a human being.
Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I remember we saw um, – I was at the grocery store with Jude, my oldest, and we're standing in line. Everybody's got masks on, so you can't really – whatever. And then the girl yeah, in front of us was like, hi, Jude. And it was his teacher. And his mind was like yep. exploding that he saw his teacher yep. at the grocery store. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, like, yeah, bringing humanity to teachers I think is a big deal because and oftentimes we only talk to them when there's problems or when there's issues – yeah, but you're saying reach out and and yeah, be proactive. Yeah, be proactive, and, and and you'll notice for yourself, let alone in general, there's a paradigm shift. Because yeah, that's the thing. Like most of the time, I was told parents may still tell their children, "I don't want to hear from your teacher." Yeah, oh yeah, from your teacher, there's a problem when that's not necessarily the case, or the problem that's there could be very much, hey, I want to help. Here's some things that I'm noticing. And I actually want to be of some assistance. Like that's that's kind of our job yeah. anyway. Rather than it being something that's just punitive or you know a disciplinary action that needs to be taken all the time. Now have you noticed a difference in the students that this does happen with and that it doesn't happen with? Mm -hmm. Like if you notice it when parents are proactive, does it make a yes. big impact on the kids? It does. It makes a huge impact because now that kid knows whether it's my administrative hat that I'm wearing or I'm teaching. Now that kid knows when I'm not putting forth my best effort. And Mr. Ruffin says he's going to contact my parents. It's like, man, you, you kind of know my mom and dad. So this, this, this is not going to work out for me all that well. I might want to go yeah. ahead and do what you're asking me to do. Yeah. Or <laughs> if you call my mom and dad and say, hey, he's really doing a great job. It's like. Yeah, I, I am doing a good job and I can like the difference you see between the, the ideal situation, honestly, that I'm talking about and the parent that has the mindset. I don't want to hear from your teacher unless something's happening. What I've noticed is that that kid will tend to struggle a lot and be afraid actually to reach out because they're afraid of the consequences of hearing from me or hearing from another teacher when I can all, when I'm reaching out because I care. Mm -hmm. And I've also had it where, where parents just assume, especially as an administrator, they just assume automatically because I'm calling, something's wrong. It's like, wait a minute, pause. Like, no, he, actually, he or she actually did something really nice. They're doing a great job with this. Can I actually display some of their work? You know, whatever. Like, but, yeah. but again, it's, it's, it's a, it's definitely a paradigm shift. It's a different way of thinking about engaging in conversation and building relationships with um, educators. That's awesome. It makes me think about the teachers in my kids' school. They do always weird me out because they're like, call me Sherry. And I'm like, no, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> I'm yeah. calling you Mrs. Smith. Like, my kids call you Mrs. Smith? Yeah. I will call you Mrs. Yeah, I'm call Smith. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to call you Mrs. Garrett. What, whatever. Hyphenated Garrett Smith. I'm not, I'm not calling you Sherry. No, right. no, but I, I get it. Um, I mean, it's a respect thing, too. You know, it is. we old school. Like, um, so it's hard sometimes to put it down, even though we're, we're peers, and which is what you're saying. Like, you know, I, you respect me professionally, but like, you know, I'm a person, too. Um, yeah. And so it sounds to me like the, the thing isn't more about the folks who are engaged, because it seems like the folks who are engaged, they get the results. It's the folks who kind of don't check in where yes. you might have more issues. Is that, am I hearing that right? Yes, you are. Okay. That, for the most part, that's the case. Yeah. And so their, their kids kind of, and is that, so that's almost kind of like a sign too, like when the parents aren't engaged, like to say, okay, might be, is, is that a sign? Am I, am I? Yeah, for, for for me it is. It's 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 a sign to hey, I'm gonna try my best to reach out a little bit more so that we can establish that. But where that's just not possible now, it's me and you, kid. Like I'm gonna make sure that you get what you need from me. I'm not gonna go overboard, but I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make sure that you you know you kind of that you're seen, that you're heard, that you're understood. And it's just a different, it's just a different level of care. Mm -hmm. That's all. Man, that's yeah. huge. That's huge. So I just, I hope that, that our dad listeners are catching that, that it's so vitally important 
to be engaged in your kids' education and to be engaged with the teachers and to view it as a partnership. And don't don't view it as a yo. I'm dropping my kids off. Do with yeah. them what you will. I'll see you at three o'clock. But it's like it's a partnership, and it needs to be viewed as a partnership with another adult human being who obviously cares about my kids enough to make this their life profession. You know what I mean? Like, right. right. That's a that's a huge thing, man. I think that's really important for for dads and and really for all parents to kind of get a hold of. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. It is. You know, you, it is. you think about um, a lot of times. A lot of the walls we build are in our mind as to what we have and what we don't have. You have the opportunity to have an advisory board for your children with an expert in what they do. Think of it that way. This person sees your child every day when you're not there. They get to see if what you're teaching them is sticking or like, you know, like uh, Gene said here, does that alter ego come out and they're totally different? You know, Mm -hmm. are the pants sagging a little bit lower if it's a boy? If it's a girl's dress coming up a little bit higher and you're like, whoa, 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 I didn't drop you off like that. Yeah. Somehow, you know, when you come see me, it's like, hey, daddy, how you doing? But when you're out there, it's like, what's up? It's like, whoa. Oh, you know, (laughs) yeah. take that opportunity to promote yourself and promote your relationship and have an advisory board. No, nobody's getting paid. I mean, people are getting paid, but you're not paying an advisory board. But this is your advisory board. It's you. It's your your partner and your spouse or whoever. And it's that teacher. And you all are working together on a team for that kid. And, you know, don't we shouldn't. Sometimes I think we minimize things and we shouldn't. So that's huge, man. I love it. Great point. So you are you are nine years into the fatherhood situation. Mm -hmm. Ava's nine. Jonah's three. How do they get along, man? They play a lot or what? They do. They get along. really well um jonah's really affectionate okay ava's she's getting there she's just kind of she just does her own thing man it's not that she's just cold or anything but she just she just kind of marches to the beat of her own drum but jonah's very affectionate okay lots of hugs high fives etc and so that just forces her to kind of engage yeah no that's good yeah so now they play together and everything so you're you're nine years into the parenting journey. You've been mm-hmm. a teacher, an administrator, whatever. Now you find yourself as a what? What is your official title? A master a sensei master teacher. teacher. <laughs> Can you say teacher. sensei in the middle of that? Yeah, that would be dope. But yeah, yeah it's just master teacher. <laughs> All right, so now you're a master sensei teacher. <laughs> I feel like it, the, your title just says "Don't mess with me." Like, yeah, basically. Like, I feel like if you were walking around and like somebody was me mugging, you'd be like, "Yo, you know what my title is." My title is master teacher. And they're like, oh, my bad. My oh, bad. my bad. I don't even know what you teach, but I, I, I apologize. So, all right. So you've been a lot of different things in the education world. You've, you've, you're nine years deep in parenthood and all that stuff. What is some advice that you would give to yourself, a younger version of yourself, before wow. Ava, you know, before all the different teaching roles and all this stuff? What's some advice that you would give yourself of saying, like looking back saying, yo, Gene, this is what you need to know. What would you know, that? He would say, "Mean Gene, yeah, yeah. toughest man on the block. <laughs> you don't want none of this, right? Iron bending, yeah, we mama jamma." <laughs> yes. So what I what I would say to uh, young Mean Gene, man, uh, h- handle your finances much better than. Just take care of your business and, and <laughs> just 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 get into it, man. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a uh ret- retired, semi-retired, I should say, sneakerhead, right? Okay. So so the new J's, the new retro J's drop. Chances are likely at b- before Ava, I got them. <laughs> right? But now looking back on that, it's like, dude, the Hundred fifty plus dollars that you spent on those shoes, though that those funds could have been allocated to take care of diapers for like, <clears throat> excuse me, for like a couple of weeks before you had to go back and buy some more. Yeah, mm-hmm. a few boxes of diapers. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, different clothes. Yeah, 
Well, that one hundred fifty dollars could have been the startup for mm-hmm. her college fund, his college fund. It could have been invested in in something else instead of um, sneakers. Neat. Yeah, and so Ava comes on the scene, and it's like, I think the last pair that I bought might have been the the bread fours. So the the black version of the fours with the red bottom. Wait, time out. We know nothing about that, as you saw both of our eyebrows raised. Both of us went. I'm sorry. So I bought. I got those, those sneakers. I got those. Yeah, yeah. So I bought those, and I just the very thing that I'm saying. It's just like, man, like I I like my shoes. It's all good, but it's like, what could I have done? At least first. Yeah. Before I went and took care of myself. So the most advice, the best advice I would give young me and Gene is uh feed your family first. Yes, Preach. feed your family first. Yeah, family first, man. As a now, I discovered my sneakerheadness later in life. So, but um, yeah, absolutely. The, the financial advisor me says, Yes, what's important? What's important to me? Take yeah. care of that first. Yep. What's important? What's important to me is the retro 11s. That's what's important. <laughs> <to me. laughs> the Concords and the breads. That's what's important to me. Uh, all things in due time, right? In due time, they only go up. You'll find them again. They'll come back out. With exactly. Them. Exactly. Like they they will come back around, and I'll be. I would have taken care of business already to the point. Now I I can yeah. just get them, and there's no second thought. There's no right. guilt. Yep. My wife is not looking at me like for what real. You yeah. You know, um, like for real. No, she still do that. That'll yeah. still happen. Yeah, I was about to say we'll talk about that later. I don't know if that'll ever, buddy. Don't. I, true, <laughs> but it was it was different when I was getting them, and we had diapers and formula and all that other stuff. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. It, 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 I still get the for real type look, but it's it, it has a, it has a very softer tone to it. That's all. Oh, I, I, I feel that. Yeah. No, it hits different. No, to be fair, I wasn't doing it when we had diapers because I, I, it can be it can get volatile at times. No, just kidding. <laughs> but no, I feel you. I mean, that's good advice, I think, for any young dad, you know, because you are shifting and your priority shift. I mean, yeah, sure. my my example, what you're talking about is, um, you know, we got a minivan now. And um, I don't care if it's brand new. I don't care what you got in it. It's still a minivan. Yeah. And But you know, your priority shift. And like now we love our minivan. Our minivan is dope, you know, but you know, a younger me, don't laugh. What you laughing at? Listen, Did you, man. Huh. Did you use that in the same sentence that you used drip or no? <laughs> Listen, my, one of my friends, my wife's best friend, husband, like that's his deal. Like we were talking about vehicles or whatever. And he was like, dude, I'm about to get that new Pacifica, black <laughs> with the black rims, and he was talking about it like it was like, Benz? yeah, man. And I'm like, dude, I get it. I'm, I wasn't even tripping. Like, I get it. Oh yeah, yeah. With the auto doors and you hit yep. the buttons and everything opens. Yep. I mean, that's the move. Lambo well, doors. Quinn, I'm not hating on you at all. I, nope. I love it. I call them Lambo doors, even though yeah. they're not anything like a Lamborghini door. But you know, in in the family world, they are. I mean, you know, but. It's it's family first, and yes, you know, my is. kids, my kids love it, and you know what's a little, and you know honestly, it's economical. Like at the end of the day, you know it it saves you money, saves you money, saves you time, and it puts your family first. Dude, yeah. we we loved our we loved our minivan, and we outgrew it. We don't fit in minivans anymore. We had to get like the big monster deals, but we loved our minivan, man. There's there's no. No, no shame in that. <laughs> yeah, man, I grew up in them things, bro. Yeah. So yeah. Well, cool, man. Quinn, talk All us right. out, baby. Gene, well, I'll tell you what. Thank you for being a guest on the show today. Thank we you. Certainly man. appreciate you. Uh, man, if I had known that you were who has seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, we could have wrapped it, but we could have did a whole session on that because that was <sighs> Yeah, we could have. We yeah. I mean, yeah. wow. Just and where they're going. I mean, just Sam, if you're not a Marvel fan, like I just you But know, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm here for it. The the so you know, I won't even go too far. I'll just say this like the 
Galkin and Winter Soldier was it was well done from a lot of perspectives, and it was it's crazy to see just how diversity is important in the Marvel world, and I love it. So we'll leave it at that. Um, and uh, Gene, we're gonna throw you back in the waiting room. Thanks for being with us today, man. Have a good one. Are right, you too? Appreciate you, fellas. Thanks, bud. Wow, man. I love it. I love having the perspective of a teacher. Cause I mean, how often do you get to hear like, it's almost like a peek behind the curtain. Do you know what I mean? Like how often do you get to hear a teacher speak candidly about the relationship with parents and the relationship with students, the way students act when parents are not there. And you know what I mean? Like those are not conversations you're necessarily having at a parent teacher conference, unless it's like a really big yeah. issue <laughs> with your child. And then you're just seeing red the whole time, you know? <laughs> and you know, I really appreciate too the honesty with like, you know, for parents, I think sometimes, I think sometimes a lot of us, because of where we are in technology and society, sometimes we're, we're all a little bit more introverted than we might think. And it's just a reminder, like to step out, step out from our situation. And like, if the teacher is there and he's talking to you, listen, and, but also don't assume there's something wrong. Like if the teacher's like, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. It's not like, let me jump down my kid's throat. It's like, let's talk, you know, let's, let's figure this out. Like, you know, do I need to have a, uh, a frank conversation or, you know, is this one of those, let's just, let's talk for a second and say, Hey, uh, so uh, who's Reggie or uh, AKA Bianca that keeps text texting you? Yeah, I know that's Reggie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's you and I are both going into that phase where our kids are in middle school and I'm just, you know, in my mind, I still, I remember those days still. So it's not that far removed, but um, it's different for me having all girls, but I just, yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't ever want to be too far removed. I don't ever want to be too grown. And I don't remember those raw yeah. emotions, you know? Yeah. And I just, I, I just think it's so important. Like Gene was saying, man, I think it's so important for parents and dads in particular to really just tr do your best to connect with your kids' teachers, you know? meet them on like a humanity level, just like, yo, yeah. I'm a guy, you're a guy or a girl or whatever. Like let's And if let's, he says, call him Gene, call him Gene. Yeah. Don't yeah. Call him Mr. Ruffin, Cause he's trying to connect. Yeah. And let's partner together and take care of these kids together, man. You know, like yeah. nobody's twisting their arm, making them be there. They want to be there. Mm -hmm. And so we need to leverage that. We need to take advantage of that and, and, you know, leverage it to the success of our children. You know what I mean? Yeah. And leverage it to that success and, and um, you know, people are being it, helping you be put together an advisory board for your kids. Listen to it. Absolutely, I love it. Q, hit them with the socials, man. Oh, the socials. You know, once upon a time, not long ago, we had socials um, that I could just reach out and, and put up like this, like bam, what? <laughs> oh my god. So this is when I know my kids' TV shows are seeping into my brain because oh. I just said. Bam! What? And that's what, what is that doing. from? That's from a, a Disney show. <laughs> so I'm outing myself here. I'm not. Even, I'm sad because I think I know the name of it too. But what is it? It's I'm not. I'm not even. Nope. What is nope. it? Nope. Hey, what you can find it? us on Facebook at Dad Two The Bone Podcast. You can the number two. The number two is on YouTube where you can find us at Dad The Number Two The Bone Podcast. And so on my screen is going. Wait, I got to go over here because it's going that way. Yeah. What about, what about you? Is it doing yes. the same? Yeah. Okay. IG, Dad, the number two, The Bone Podcast. If you're on YouTube, Dad, the number two, The Bone Podcast. If you're on Facebook, all words, Dad to The Bone Wait. Podcast. Quinn's been watching Liv and Maddie on Disney Channel. Why are you calling me out? I have it. You're not telling the truth. I don't watch that show. Don't call me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Sam. Oh, never seen that show in my life. Boom. What? What is it? Bam. What? Oh, speaking of uh, divergence and taking the, the changing the subject, TikTok, <laughs> you don't stop. Hey, we're on TikTok too. TikTok too. Not, it's not at TikTok. <laughs> we're on TikTok. We on TikTok too? No. <laughs> we're on TikTok. TikTok too? We're on TikTok. Don't ask me what our TikTok is. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sure it'll come to me in a matter of seconds. No, our TikTok, our TikTok handle our TikTok, is Dad yeah. to the Bone Drip. Dad to the Bone Drip. Uh, no, I think Minivan Drip. That's what it is. 
It's a uh, dad drip. That's what it's going to be called. Dad drip. Drip drip. I'm kidding. It's one. It's use. It's you don't even call it username. It's uh, dad. What do you, to call, the bone it? Podcast. What do you call it? Your talk name is dad to the bone podcast. All one little word. And the number two, right? And dad, number the number two, two the bone podcast. Yeah, I knew it's it. like everything else. Facebook's the only one that's difficult. Yeah. Get with it. Facebook. We're yeah. Gonna... Mark Zuckerberg is out to get us, man. Yeah. You know, what we're going to get on next is uh clubhouse, but that channel. We're going to get on Disney Channel. you funny. I wish. I'll take Disney money all day of the week. Every day. <laughs> you want that live and Maddie money? Yes. Yeah, yes. Bam. What? From your lips to, to the sky. That's all <laughs> I got to say. I'll say bam what? Like five times an episode. Bam what? All the way to the bank. All right, guys. <laughs> well, I think we should wrap it up and get out of here, man. <laughs> all right, man. Later. Right. Peace.